Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Christy Sharafinsky. Christy is the founder of Easier College Essays. She helps high school seniors complete college essays that tell their deepest story, learn crucial life skills, and complete their college applications in a timely, low-stress way, launching them into a powerful college experience and career beyond. The name Christy Sharafinsky is synonymous with a transformative, supported college admissions journey. And I am so delighted to welcome you to the show today. It is my pleasure. Well, I love Christy. I've known Christy for a couple of years now. We met through a membership group that we're both in. It's a business building membership group. And she is just such a delightful and enthusiastic person. I was like, I've got to have you on the show because nobody has yet been on the show to talk about this process of college essays. So Christy, I want to start a little bit. I want to take a few steps back before we get into the college essays. I want to talk a little bit about you being an entrepreneur. Were yeah. you always entrepreneurial? Were you like the kid that sold lemonade on the front steps? Or um, if people are it- old enough, they're <laughs> going to remember jams, the kind of shorts. And I actually had two girls working for me in junior high, of making shorts, <laughs> making shorts, <laughs> making shorts, and selling them. Absolutely, yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, right. I've done a lot of things through the years. All right, beautiful. So. For our listeners who have thought about entrepreneurial journeys, I'd love to have you talk a little bit both about, you know, your enthusiasm for entrepreneurship, but also I know you happen to be the mom of multiple children as well. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what it's been like for you to be a mom and be entrepreneurial too. Deal. Maybe being an entrepreneur is the best training for being a mom. But I'll, I'll give a little context. I do have six children of my own in a nine-year spread. Yes, they all came through this set of tubes and pipes and everything else. And yes, I know what causes babies at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so that said, no, t- none of them are alike. And businesses are not alike, right? Mm. So yeah, being an entrepreneur, when they were younger, I I had a mentor say, if there's blood not coming under the door during your work time, don't open it. It was a man. Mm. And you know what? As a mom, sometimes that some of that advice is not the best. And that said, I think my entrepreneurial training, when the kids were really little, when I was breastfeeding on a coaching call, thank God before Zoom, that kind of thing, the secret was actually of growth for me was 
learning to be more compassionate with myself. I was Mm. so hard on myself. I Mm. was so, and yet I knew I needed to be in state to get on that call. So I dance and cry Mm. a lot of times, but it would loosen up that energy. And then I could get on a call. I am. It's a lot easier now that my youngest is 16 and I only have three in the house, occasionally four, depending on who's home from college, but it's a journey. And so if it's you, be good to yourself. It's the best gift you can give yourself as the CEO of your own business and life. Be mm. kind, be mm. supportive. Us women are tough on ourselves, aren't we? Oh, terribly tough on ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember telling my son, you know, unless there's blood coming out or there's water gushing like, yeah. Yeah. or there's a fire. Like I had a fire one time. Yeah. Mom, mom <laughs> needs you to like, mom needs you to go outside and play or mom needs you to, you know, go sit and watch, you know, this movie or whatever. So I definitely hear you there that. And as a mom, as a female entrepreneur, it's almost like trying to cut your arm off. You can't, you can't cut your arm off. You know what I mean? You've got a child yeah. there. If there's yeah. if the child's emotional and, and psychological needs are always going to be priority at least from my perspective. There are. And at the same time, if you've never done it before, do the exercise of what value am I giving my family today mm-hmm. by building this business? So not just when I'm able to retire them or for me, I want to take all eight of us to Europe. That's mm-hmm. like my goal, my why, my this is where I'm going beyond everything else. But mm-hmm. why is it good for you today mm-hmm. to be doing the work that you're doing? Such an important question. Well, yeah. And I think too, that as a a mom entrepreneur, we can model for our children that there are non-traditional paths for creating and for monetizing our unique gifts. So you've actually evolved multiple. I mean, you you aren't oh, sewing, yeah. sewing jams anymore, right? Nope. <laughs> right. So, so let's talk about can you kind of pinpoint for yourself maybe, and maybe for our listeners as well, how do you know when it's time to let something that you've been doing go in service to letting something else start to emerge? Because I, I don't know how many businesses you've had, but I know that there, I know now of three, the jams, another business that you have and the college essays business. So how did you navigate the evolutionary process. I think one of the most important things is to know it is going to change. And like this idea of I must pick the niche, 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 however you want to say mm-hmm. it, and stick to it. It's actually backwards in my belief, which is no, your business serves you, not you serve or slash are enslaved to your business. And some definition, right? Hmm. Maybe for some people that is right. For me, it never has been. I'm too multi-passionate, too creative. So here's another business that lasted 10 years. I started Pretty and Poised Teen because it worked for my young people, my daughters. And it ended up being eight weeks. I'd put on a professionally created fashion show during this, two photo shoots, because I learned very quickly one was not enough for these girls. They actually were too stiff and formal. They needed the second one to really let their light shine. And I would bring in three photographers, not just one, giving them different experiences. We talked about manners. We talked about it's when the girls were starting to get cell phones, all those things. Each year, it got a little bigger. I taught a little more. We, you know, 
all those things. And at a certain point, I was done with it. My girls mm. were aging out of it. I went on to what was next mm. and I honored it. Yeah. You know, and I still love hearing from those girls today, some of whom have finished college at this point in time and some who haven't. And it's fine. Right. Yeah. It's a part of their journey. It was a part of my journey and we can celebrate it. Yeah. And well, so what I want to I want our listeners around the world to hear is, yeah. you know, everything that you've done entrepreneurially has in some way been influenced by the ages and stages of your children. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah. And so, you know, that brings us to the college essays mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the college essays business. When did this precipitate out? <laughs> and, you know, as a, a mompreneur, did you have to let go of something? Like, did it come mm-hmm. out of the ending of that other thing? I'm guessing, right? Yeah. No, and- actually, that had already wrapped up. We moved across the country. That made a very clean break. That said, actually, now that I think about it, I did go for a couple more years. Like, And that's it. That flexibility is just so important, right? Yeah. Let's stay in touch with something that's higher, a deeper knowing, or the timing. So mm-hmm. for anybody who's not in the U.S., in case I'm just going to give this piece of context, and that is I have a cousin who's a couple years older than me, and he looked at me with my six little kids running around, and he just shook his head back and forth, and he goes, Christy? you're in trouble. (laughs) And I was like, oh crap, I know what he's talking about, you know, because my, although my husband is the sole, was the sole breadwinner, made good money. Eight people in a family is a lot anywhere. And Mm. the American educational system at the collegiate level can be really expensive, more expensive than a car, more Mm. expensive than a wedding. But depending on how many girls you have, obviously, you know, if if you take the average of $30,000 a wedding, you can rack up a bill really fast. And so I was like, yeah, I am in trouble. My youngest, I'm sorry, my oldest, when he was a freshman, they had college nights. So I did what a lot of parents do. We go to college night, we check things out. And one of the three speakers, I don't know why, I think it was divinely inspired. I just had a connection with him. And came up to him afterwards and said, I can help you with your marketing. And very much a self-taught marketer. My background's graphic design. So the businesses I've had the longest have been in graphic design, meaning since college where I worked in an agency, I worked nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And then once I was married and had insurance coverage, I have worked on my own since then. But that man, I think honestly, her six children, he goes, you need me. And about two weeks later, he called me into his office just for lunch. I'd already had a conversation about working with him. He said, Christy, why don't you come work for me? And then I can help you with all your kids. And so that is how I got started in the industry. But little did I know at the time, and it's worth knowing this, there's kind of two kinds of college planners. Mm -hmm. One that works with the young people. It's the schools. It's the essay. It's kind of the fun part, to be honest. There's another kind that's more of a financial planner Mm -hmm. who really works with mom and dad. The earlier you start mom and dad, the better. I'm going to tell you on that front. And it's very rare. There's less than a dozen in the country that do both. Mm. My boss did both. Mm. And he was an excellent marketer. And I was an excellent study. And Mm. I was with him for four years and really cut my teeth doing essays there. Because although even in college, even though I did design, I had college professors say to me, Christy, you should think about copywriting. And I have copywritten for clients for years. And so coming in and working on essays was a no-brainer mm. to do that. 
And what I learned is it's not easy. It's a totally different kind of writing than as an adult I had ever learned, even Mm -hmm. with copywriting, even with branding, even though when you think about it, this is branding. Mm. This is individual branding between a student and the school. Mm. But it's also different than just good writing. Like the kids, they're not, they learn how to write an, you know, an informational essay. They do not learn to write about themselves or to mm. tell a deepest story. And so they're not prepared for it. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. That's where I get to come in. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. All right. So We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk more about how you help these kids. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. If you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I am super excited to celebrate that we are now an eight-time award-winning show, and I just found out today we've added another country, so we are now downloading in 105 countries. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world, and I'm going to shout out this week to our listeners, our brand new listeners in Finland, as well as our listeners in We might as well shout out to North Carolina, where Christy is at the beach. All right. And we'll also shout out to our listeners in France. And we will be right back with Christy Sharafinsky. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Christy Sharafinsky. You can find out more about her services at easiercollegeessays.com, easiercollegeessays.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. And one of the things that I want to just really make clear to anyone who's listening, you may not have a kid who's at this point ready to be in college. You may have a child that's a little child, but it's good for you to know that this is on the radar screen coming up. And as my second husband used to say, chance favors the prepared mind. So having awareness that this is even something that you have to pay attention to is going to give you a leg up over anybody who's not listening to this show. The other thing I want to say is if you don't have kids and you know someone who does, who is getting ready to go to college, who is maybe, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior in high school, now is the time to have them tune into this episode and connect with Christy 
to find out how to make this portion of applying for college and getting admitted to college easy breezy lemon squeezy. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Quite honestly, yeah. It can be the difference also between a financial award and a not financial award. Like the ROI can be stunning. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I want you to give us an example of something, you know, a student that you worked with. Okay. Like I'd like you to take us through this process. Sure. How you work with your students and your parents and what are some of the benefits and the outcomes that they have experienced as a result of working with you? So fun because the stories are the best part, right? We all want to know. So I'm thinking about a very non-traditional student. The parents just emailed me, did not even get on a call with me. That is not typically how it works. Usually we have a conversation with mom and dad where I get to answer all their questions. You can book that straight up on the website, complimentary. Although somebody has told me I should be charging for it, but that's okay because we talk schools, we talk everything. So what happens next? So this family emailed me. They paid, they paid up and I scheduled that first meeting with their son. He had been homeschooled, oldest of seven children, actually probably the first homeschool student I ever worked with. And we got talking about possible essay topics. And he said, well, I started my own business and I've made this much money and I now have this many employees. I'm like, that's great. Tell me about your worst failures. Hmm. He's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, I want three. And I mean, he had to take a deep breath. And I'm like, trust me. So he did. And then we wrote about it. Mm-hmm. And that young man went on to get a full ride for four years at his number one school, a private school. Mm-hmm. And on he goes. So was yeah, the I want you parents? to quantify that for me, Christy. What does well, that yeah, exactly cool. specifically and precisely look like? <laughs> sure. For that particular school is about 20,000 a year. That's not room and board. I don't remember on it. I'm sorry if he, sometimes my students do get some extra money toward that. I don't remember if this young man did or not, but he got a full ride four years and guaranteed. So this is different than an athletic scholarship mm. where when you're not playing, you don't have a scholarship. Right. Is was guaranteed. And so that's why we want this kind of scholarship. And although so many parents think athletics are where it's at, and it's like, no, mm. no, merit is where it's at. And writing that essay is so important to do well, because here's the thing that parents don't know. It's that you think your student's brilliant because in their school, they are in the top, let's say 10%. You forget though, that there are Uh, Stanford, I'll use Stanford as the example, they released five years ago, hey, we could have accepted the group of 2000 students we just accepted 21 times. Mm. The 21st group would have been exactly the same on paper as this, but you know where they show up different? Not on paper, outside of the test scores, outside of that GPA. It's in your essay and Mm. it's in showing them, this is where my strategy mind comes in, They're a business first. They're not an educational institution first because if they play that game, they're going to be out of business in a couple of years. No, they're a business first. So we're going to talk to them in terms of your student. Why is that business making a wise investment in your student? I make darn sure we cover all that in the materials. And this is why working with a professional is so different than just doing it on your own. Because doing it on your own, mom and dad are just like, oh my God, would you please just get this done? (laughs) Or they have had the first, it's usually their first child. And often it's a daughter who did it all on her own, Mm. totally fine. And they're calling me for number two. Who's like, oh my God, I'm pulling my hair out. What's wrong with this young man? Mm. I'm like, he's normal. That's what's wrong with this young man, according to you. He just isn't like the other one. 
Yeah. And it's okay. Right. Well, I mean, you mentioned that before we went to the break about having, you know, having multiple businesses. It's like each business is like a different kid and children are different and all different. So what I really want to underscore for our listeners here, specifically for our listeners who are approaching the college admission process. Right. For those of you who are approaching that or if you know somebody who is. What Christy said is these schools only have the essay as the place where they can actually vet. Really see who someone is. Really see who someone is. So, Christy, when a parent comes to you to do this process, when is the best time? Like. Is this a process where it's a one and done or is it worthy even like I know there's the PSAT, you take the pre- PSAT right. and then you take the SAT. Is it worthy to go through the process early so mm-hmm. that when the actual application is happening, then, you know, you can go through the process again with you? Maybe I don't know. You tell me what is the ideal if you yeah. could if you could wave a magic wand right, and draw out of the universe the perfect timing and the perfect kid to work with, who would you want it to be? I love having that initial conversation as early as sophomore or junior year. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if you want to do things around saving money, Mm -hmm. there's things that we can talk about at that point that are too late come halfway through senior year. Mm -hmm. If you have a certain student who might really be a contender and, and most of my students are those highly competitive ones. Not all. Some of them are huge learning differences, et cetera. That's a different situation, though. But when I get those highly competitive ones going to a high-end school, there's things that we could be doing now that could make a difference. And here's why. So essays are about 25% of your rating for a college. That's why it's so high. It's actually more than your GPA, and it's more than your test scores. And the truth is you can't do much in senior year on either of those, right? The only thing that ranks higher in terms of your gold stars toward your admissions is those extracurriculars. And most kids do it all wrong. They're showing up for 27 activities run by adults. Guess what? It doesn't show any leadership, doesn't show any initiative. It's easy. And those rate very lowly. So when I'm talking to a family, I can talk to them about, actually, here's the activities. And I get families who are like, I'm thinking of one last year, the young man, Zach, has never, he's not a social young person. And yet his one activity earned him a ticket to MIT. I don't think he chose to go there. He chose something else, but he got into like six high-end engineering schools with my help. He had his choice. Wow. And it's not because he did 27 activities. He did one activity that was a difference maker. And I knew how to help him write about it in a way that showed him off to the school as an awesome investment for them to make. Beautiful. I love it. All right. So there's there's two pieces that I I feel like I want to get in in the last couple of minutes here. One is what I'm hearing, Christy, is is beyond just getting the essay done, the service that you are actually offering is really college admissions yeah. strategy. Absolutely. Like it's and it's leveraging the essay, but it's leveraging it in service to this larger overall strategy that you have the ability to help your your parents with. 
So the other thing I want to talk about is, you know, one of the things you mentioned earlier is, you know, as as we evolve, as we're multidimensional, as we're going through a different expressions of ourselves entrepreneurially, right? Right. A lot of times people say pick a niche. And for many multidimensional creative entrepreneurs, it's like, yeah, I don't want to pick a niche. But in your case, you've picked a very tight niche. <laughs> yes, it actually right? is. Yeah. Right. High school and, seniors. But right. actually, my client is the parents. I have I have to keep right. that in mind, even though I do all the work right. with that senior. That right. said, well, you have parents, you have a two, yeah, you have a two level client yeah. thing yeah, going on there, yeah. So that all said, if there was something for our entrepreneurial wannabes yeah. or entrepreneurs that are actually engaged in entrepreneurship, that you could say about how it's been for you to make the choice to just like I'm just going to go into this niche and work it right now. How has that been for you? There's a lot of freedom and a commitment. That's where all the power is. The power is not in indecisiveness and bouncing around. And here's something I actually tell my students, even with an essay. You've got 20 20 topics you could write on. I know this young person. I know you're like a deer in the headlights. We're going to pick one. Hmm. And they're like, how can I? I'm like, we're going to pick one. And in truth, just by starting on it, their gut will let them know if we've actually gone off course. Hmm quickly, but we've got to crawl before we can run the marathon, right? Like Mm -hmm. as a little kid, you think about that analogy. Like, so for you as an entrepreneur, just choose what you think is the best choice now. And you might even say, I'm going to commit to it for two months. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to revisit, but go deep, go hard, give yourself the chance Mm -hmm. to see if your light will really shine. But the reality is you're going to be crawling at first and it's Mm -hmm. fine because you're going to practice being compassionate with yourself as you do it. And the same I talk to my kids too, right? Right. They're so funny. They want to get it all right the first time, especially the young men. Their number one goal is, I want to do this as fast as possible. I'm like, great. Well, let's just start, young man. <laughs> Give me something to work with here. Throw me right. a bone. <laughs> <laughs> and one and and one done is better than 20, right. you know, uh, being spun out, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get one. And trust me, you're going, here's the other thing too. I actually tell, I tell this and I, I've actually coached a couple of people who've been writing books, same advice goes, and I have to give it to myself periodically. I tell my young people, write the essay and write it as fast as possible. So you're starting a job, a business, do it as fast as possible. Why? You're going to get the information you need. And then in truth, if you're willing to do a little bit more work, start from scratch again. Mm. I have never had a student write the second essay, a client write the second blog post Mm. without wanting to stay with the second. It's always better. Mm. If you're writing the book, Mm. write the first draft as fast as possible because Mm. you're actually going to write it again. That's that's your deeper story. That's going to allow it to come out because our brain gets in the way. Well, right? I, I think the same is true for for our evolving entrepreneurships as well. Yep. Right. And yep. and I, I would say that there is no decision that's a bad decision. There's no decision that's right. a bad decision. All right. Well, Christy, we are at the end. Thank you so much both for bringing your entrepreneurial spirit to our microphone as well as bringing the data to our parents of kids who are going to be going to college. Yeah that they can get the support that is available through your easiercollegeessays.com. 
All right, beautiful listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that for you in the show notes. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.